Hey dads, Adam here. And I made a podcast a couple of episodes back and the topic was centered around stress and anxiety and the importance of that topic, uh, how we can go throughout our lives and we can empower our kids with the best techniques to keep themselves safe if someone grabs onto them or how to prevent a bully uh, from bringing them down or what to do if a group of kids like try to jump them or, you know, even like how to get out of a how to get out of the trunk of a car if they're locked into it. We can go on and on with these situations. But the reality is that if your children don't know how to manage and cope with stress properly, that is a situation and a condition that's going to be so much more damaging to them throughout their lives. Welcome to the Close Quarter Dad podcast, discussions about raising your kids with confidence, safety, and resilience. I'm your host, Adam Mitchell, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So in that episode, I spoke about some basic exercises and some tools and some discussions that you can have with them. And I think even more important is making sure that they model how you manage stress, because that's really what it's going to come down to. They're going to see how you manage stress throughout their lives as they grow up, as their brains develop. They're going to be looking to dad. They're going to be looking to mom. How do they cope with this? And if you're the, you're the kind of dad who's like, oh my God, I'm so stressed out. Leave me alone right now. I'm in the middle of doing this. I'm totally stressed out. Things going on at work. And, and you're referencing all this shit all the time. Then they're going to respond in that same way. So we need to kind of take a step back. We need to take a more mindful approach to this, we need to be more intentional about our stress, about our anxiety, and how we're managing it. In this episode, I wanna take another step forward because one of the things that we do, and one of the things, of course, I'm noticing in all of the men's groups and the dad's programs, very popular is getting involved in jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu or martial arts, whether it be karate, taekwondo, judo, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is the, is the most popular right now. You got a lot of great men out there like Jocko Willink and a lot of, you know, Joe Rogan who really promote MMA and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And I completely support that. I think it's great. I'm talking to you right now from my Jiu-Jitsu dojo that I've run for 20 years. What I want to share with you on this episode, though, is making sure that you understand and you see that there is something much deeper and much more profound in the study of Jiu-Jitsu than what's at that surface level. You want to give your kids the upper hand and in, in, in self-defense and being able to keep themselves safe, send them to a jiu-jitsu school. And yeah, they're going to be rolling with uh, other kids and maybe even a couple of other uh, mentors and adults that are going to help empower them, help them get physical fitness and discipline and, and help them to generally kick ass in life. But there's something more that you need to recognize that I'm not so sure is so commonly talked about, and that is it, how much it helps them manage their stress. And what I want to do is I want to share with you this book right here. This book was written at the turn of the century. It's called Jiu-Jitsu Combat Tricks. And this is one of the first pressings. This is a little treasure of mine. It's uh, part of my book collection and it is the actual first book that has the word Jiu-Jitsu written in Roman characters. This is the first reference. Now this book was published in 1904 and written by H. Irving Hancock. He had written a couple of other books. He had actually even written a book on uh, Japanese methods of women's self-defense. But this book is really interesting. And what I, the reason I'm pointing this out is because I want to share with you that the understanding of how um, jujitsu assists and helps with anxiety and stress in your life uh, was, was so like was so visible back then to a Westerner 
completely different paradigm, completely different outlook of the world in every way, shape, and form at this time in 1904. And what Hancock took away from jujitsu is actually the very last words of this book. And I want to share that with you because I want you to understand that. And I'm going to come back to anxiety uh, and your role as a parent. Uh, and for those of you dads who uh, have your kids in martial arts, or maybe you're a martial artist, or maybe you're a dad thinking about your kids getting involved in martial arts, you want to really keep this in mind. So let me, let me go ahead. I'm going to read from you uh, uh, Hancock's last words in Jiu-Jitsu Combat Tricks. So he writes, Patience, steadiness, thoroughness pay heavy dividends in the study of Jiu-Jitsu. Now remember, we're talking about a language here. Uh, he, he, was a, he was an Englishman, 1904, so just deal with it. Roll with me here. Four years is the average length of time devoted to the study of the art in a Japanese school. Care must be taken not to carry the effort to the wearying point in any one practice bout. The body may not suffer, but jujitsu, in its best development, is subtle and crafty and the active mind can be tired very easily. When the fatigue point for the brain is reached, all further practice in that bout is detrimental to the student's practice. 20 minutes in a day is enough time to devote to this practice. If the student's mind be kept keenly on the alert, the practice bout should never last longer than a half an hour. Now, when he's talking about the practice bout, he actually means time and training. If it can be borne in mind at all times that the bout should be even more of a mental than a physical drill, then the best results be obtained. In jiu-jitsu, extreme discipline of the mind is both a requirement and a result. Okay. Now, we have to kind of take it back to the time and uh, how jiu-jitsu was trained uh, at that time. This is one thing I know quite a bit about. Uh, it was very much, uh, and specifically the type of jiu-jitsu he was training at the time, it was very much you showed up and the drilling was almost like a sparring, constant sparring, rolling back and forth, rolling back and forth. Um, so that's how it was. But what he's expressing here is that the outcome is acute mental awareness and the only way to get there is to provide yourself that space he references the time of 20 minutes a day he doesn't say you have to go to the dojo or you have to go to the gym and you have to train for two hours and you have to push yourself to, because that's not the case now what I spoke about in that last podcast episode about managing and handling anxiety I referenced space and the importance of creating space so that you can expand so that you can heal and that you can recover we talked about using examples uh, for small children about like, you know, doing curls with a dumbbell and explaining to them that, you know, am I building muscle when I do this? They're of course gonna say yes, but you need to sort of refocus that and reframe that so that they see it as no, you're actually breaking muscle down and then you give it an opportunity to recover so it can build back better and stronger based on the condition and the exposure that you gave that muscle through tension and through friction and breaking it down and stressing it and giving it that tension, tension, tension. And tension is really important because that's really what stress is. It's that our minds and our emotions and our physicality are under a state of tension. Now we loosen that tension, we re remove the tension, we give it space so that it can grow. 
This is why that 20 minute point is really important. It just so happens that my sensei in Japan says 20 minutes a day as well. So <clears throat> this is a pretty ubiquitous thing in the old time Japanese jujitsu. 20 minutes a day and provide the opportunity for growth, for expansion. And this is where the uh, understanding of the mind, the alertness, and the awareness is the main thing in the game. It's the main thing in jujitsu. So please understand this. Please make sure that your coach or your teacher, or your sensei or whatever, if you're having your children involved in jujitsu, that they're not just going into jujitsu as a method of kicking ass, as a method of keeping themselves safe. It, yes, of course, it's going to do that. It's not just uh, making them strong, but also it's allowing them to understand how to handle stress and anxiety and in points and times of tension, they're able to operate with total self-control. You see, I have a thing here in my dojo. The most important thing about martial arts is it teaches you self-control. And what I mean by self-control is that it allows you to be able to control the situation or the people around you, no matter what the situation might be, no matter how stressful it gets, no matter how scary it gets, whatever, and no matter how excited the environment becomes based on what's going on, you're able to stay in a state of self-control. And that comes from constant exposure to tension and constant exposure to the recovery of that tension in your mind, in your emotions, and in your body. And this is really important, and that is really what jujitsu is all about. So, I thought you'd find some value in looking back through the lens of, uh, you know, 120 years ago, uh, and how a Westerner looked at jujitsu at the time, and the very last words, the very last words that Hancock talks about is the acuteness of the mind. Uh, and how important that is because that is ultimately the end result of the jiu-jitsu practitioner. Keep that in mind yourself. Use this uh, in your own personal pursuit of mindfulness, of clarity, of removing uh, anxiety from your life so that your child can model that. You can have these discussions with your children and you can help them to become anxiety proof and help them to be able to manage stress so much better as they become young adults. I hope this was helpful for you. I appreciate you spending this time with me. Um, I look forward to hearing your feedback. And if you haven't done so already, please check out my program over at closequarterdad.com, personal protection and safety program for dads to be able to teach to their children. Thank you so much. And I look forward to speaking with you on the next episode. I want to thank you for spending time with us on this episode today. It's truly appreciated. I hope you got some value from it. If you want to go ahead and leave any comments or questions, reach out to me directly. I personally answer all of the questions that you have. If you know someone like yourself who may find value in this episode, then please go ahead and share it. We'd also like to ask you to subscribe to Close Quarter Dad. This way you get updated every time a new episode comes out wherever you're listening to this episode. Thank you so much once again, and we'll see you on the next episode of Close Quarter Dad.